0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in our podcast. So far today, we're going to be talking about mental health and the issues about why people's mental health have been declining over the past few years.
1: Yeah, so we're here with a very special guest today and he's my very own sibling. So everyone, please welcome Russell.
2: Hello everybody. Uh, I'm really privileged to be with all of you here right now. Hopefully, this podcast will be really fruitful and an interesting one.
1: Oh yeah, it will. Don't worry. So, without further ado, let's start with the first question. According to most people, having a good mental health means being psychologically normal. However, that isn't really accurate. So, what do you think, Russell, is having a good mental health?
2: In my opinion, I think having a good mental health basically means to have the ability to think and feel positive. And also the ability to um, go through life's everyday tasks. Most people associate having a good mental health with being psychologically normal. Which I think that isn't really that accurate at all. Because let's take an example, right? A person has ADHD. And I think that maybe ADHD is, is a mental disorder, disorder. Which could still have a good health on a person.
1: Yeah, that's actually a great example you got there, because, like, speaking from experience, right, I've seriously met a couple of people with, like, mental disorders, as Russell Russell mentioned, like, bipolar person- personality disorder, for example, and, you know, they have actually happier lives than me, like, it's really mind-blowing and ironic, but it's true.
3: Yeah, I totally agree with that, because, honestly, society views normal as, like, um, not being over the top or whatever, but... That description of mortal is just um, really inaccurate.
2: Exactly. And going back to the mental health part majority, think that, oh, if you have a mental disease, then you're not normal. When it's okay, obviously not all people with mental diseases act normal. But then again, not all people without mental diseases act normal too, right?
1: Yeah, the only thing that's differentiating people with such disorders from us who like thankfully have none It's literally just their mental conditions which maybe they could have like a significant effect but not as much to the point where they can't express or feel emotions as us you know so therefore again we really shouldn't base off the bad reputation of having like a mental disorder with not being normal or like an ordinary
4: yeah i just want to add a couple of things here like if society keeps having this uh, let's say close-minded mindset, then obviously it's not only uh, wrong, but at the same time it's very toxic and rude to the people who suffer from said illnesses.
2: Exactly. I hope people could stop treating other people with illnesses as outcasts. The thing is, most of us don't even know how it's like to have a mental disorder. So, like, why do we even have the nerve to, you know? Treat them as garbage.
1: I know, right? I actually have a friend of mine, so let's call her X. So, X basically has, like, frequent panic attacks because of her anxiety. And if I wasn't mistaken, uh, there's, like, this one time where she didn't want to attend a math class, right? And so, obviously, the teacher asked the class where she went. So prior to that maths class, she actually told me uh, that she was suffering from her panic attacks. And if you guys don't know what panic attacks are, they're really damaging to the brain.
3: Yeah, from what I've heard online, your palms could, um, they could start to sweat, your reading rate heightens like crazy, and your hands could even, um, you know, tremble because, again, it's a panic attack and it takes such a big toll mentally.
5: This is a little bit dark, but I think people could also die from the fear because if you try to compare, if it's actually really similar to um, a heart attack, right?
1: Yeah, it's actually really similar to a heart attack. So again, my friend Axe told me, like, in WhatsApp that she couldn't attend the day's lesson, right? So obviously, I took the initiative and, like, told the teacher exactly that when she asked. And someone had, like, the daring nerve to, like, make fun of it afterwards. And I was like, bro, do you even have any idea what it's like to suffer from anxiety attacks? But... The guy didn't even stop there because it literally went on for weeks. And the same guy kept on, like, ridiculing X and saying she has, like, a horrible mental state.
2: Honestly, if I was you, I would have let the guy get a taste of his own medicine.
3: Yeah, me too. It angers me when people don't understand other people's um problems or the hardships they suffer from.
2: I know. And if you don't struggle with the same thing, it's always to just better... To keep your mouth shut in a harsh way speaking like for example you don't if you see a person on the streets you don't go and laugh at them right the same thing goes for someone who has a mental disorder we don't try to ever belittle or underestimate the things they're going through
4: exactly most of the times you know attention seeking people just always want to do things that would guarantee them uh, like the word itself attention. They would go as far as to uh, bullying someone
3: just because they crave that spotlight so much. Speaking about bullies, I think bullies themselves have um horrible mental health because they're just so insecure themselves, you know? And I think it's mostly the parents' fault because the way children are brought up really reflects on um, the way they treat other people.
2: I agree with you there. Sometimes, you know, we really have to take the bullies account as well. Like, most of the bullies are the way they are because of how their parents treat them. Like, their parents degrade them so much to the point where they make fun of others just to maybe gain credibility. Like, I'm not saying we should be on the one side of the spectrum, we should be in the middle. So, we look at the good and the bad sides.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like parents have so much of an impact on their children's like mental health and the way they function in their like uh, later years. So parents like if you're listening to this, please be a good example to your kids.
4: Yeah, I feel bad for um, the kids who end up being horrible people like bullies because of the way their parents treat them, which is why nurturing your kids and teaching them uh, basic human respect really important
1: yeah totally wise words everybody so to summarize everything people basically need to be really more accepting and stop you know associating being psychologically normal because like even then you know people who suffer from mental conditions could still have a good mental health like it's really the same thing as saying like oh she's not smart because she can't do math when in reality being intelligent doesn't mean you can only be good at math like not only you must only be good at math.
2: Yeah, the thing about being intelligent depends on like a million other factors, ranging from creativity and the ability to lead and how you handle things basically and other stuff.
1: Yeah, right. I've heard of people with like IQs scores of like 200 and they're like worse in math than me. So going back to our topic, having a good mental health means that you can think, express and feel appropriate emotions not be like the normal people think being mentally good is. Because again, a person who suffers from let's say depression could still think, express, and feel things like a normal person would without depression. So now that we've cleared these misconceptions, let's move on to the next question. From the crazy amounts of pressure to succeed in school, worries about the future, and the absence of a good childhood, Russell, could you elaborate on why you think these problems affect one's health?
2: um first of all i think teens are the most pressured age group in my opinion like okay we got adults who are in their maybe 30s and up who have jobs and families to handle but if you look at the teens you could also realize that they actually have more pressure exerted on them
0: i totally agree with you russell
2: yeah so the reason why i think that this way is because teens are in the midst of really finding out uh what their real passions are. We have to start preparing for college and have to take so much more responsibilities about our future and the present. Like maybe finding a suitable job, earning money, starting a family. And literally there's an endless list of the things that I could go on with, you know?
4: Yeah, and the pressure isn't just coming from ourselves, right? It's coming from so many different people like our parents, teachers, and even our friends. Like, Let's start off in school, for example. How does school affect teens' mental health?
1: Oh, I could say so much things regarding that, actually. So, first, I want to go with the fact that I believe in. I think, yeah, the school systems uh, really overestimate their students. Like, think about this. We're expected to learn seven-plus chapters, like, each from ten or more different subjects, and then we have to cram everything by the end of the year because of, like, our midterms and final final year exams and like if that doesn't even that doesn't even include the fact that we're expected to be good at other things outside the academic level. oh my goodness you're
3: actually really right on that uh, i just realized how little time i have to do my hobbies because half of my day is taken up by school and doing extra home assignments and studying for tests. test
2: yeah and something also just popped in my mind you know you guys know that we have school every day for eight hours eight hours that's literally a third of our time in a day i really don't understand who decided to make school eight long hours and that doesn't even include the countless homeworks extracurriculars our time with our family and maybe other things
5: exactly for an entire year we could have like at least four tests in a week which is like why would the school even do that they're literally overestimating their students, and I'm not saying the school is um, bad for doing so. I mean, it's great that they have high expectations for us, but again, there's a limit to standards too, you know.
0: Right, and they don't even teach us at least important stuff, like how to um, pay taxes, manage our credit cards, rent a house, and generally um, generally the important life skills.
1: Yeah, it's a shame of what the modern school did. Um, Like, for example, from what I learned in history, right, ancient schools don't actually do that like in the past. So for example, a school in Sparta, which is a Greek city that's now called Laconia, made the students learn subjects like math and language. But then again, they also prioritized the students' dexterity, which basically means talents and like the communication skills by other subjects.
3: You know what's ironic? Uh as we advance into the future, we have to um, improve, right? But instead, the school system downgraded a lot, which is so embarrassing.
2: Right, and again, going back into the mental health part, if the school has these crazy, crazy expectations for us, but then don't even try to maximize our preparation for the future, uh, it's literally a recipe for disaster.
1: Yeah, nowadays, uh, students really don't care about other things like what they can do with their talents, but like rather what they get on a certain test. Like we're so caught up in making like grades define our self esteem, it's becoming borderline stupidity.
2: And the thing is that bothers me is the fact that teachers don't even put the same amount of care that they should to the students who are legitimately trying. I've had teachers who only about care about giving tests to students when they don't even grade my homework or something. Oh,
4: trust me, I know plenty of teachers who do that too. Some teachers even go as far as to making fun of their own students because of getting a bit grade. Like, I understand them. Uh, like, saying the scores of the students who get good grades, but to the people who got lesser grades, they really should uh, keep it to themselves. Like, imagine if they just put themselves into the students shoes they'll feel terrible about themselves right
1: right yeah all of these things which you guys actually mentioned does nothing but damage to our self-esteem and mental health basically like what we're pointing out is pressure 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 right it's really is as as if like students like us have the weight of everything put on our shoulders and it doesn't even include the fact that we're already stressing enough about our future
2: i think Personally, we should um, actually take responsibility and start thinking about what our future is going to end up looking like. However, there's a catch. Schools put too much standards into it, if you know what I mean. And if we don't reach it right, we become labeled as like the dumb or the stupid ones who would be unsuccessful in the future. You know, on a scale of 1 to 10 of how healthy I think an average student's mental health is about a three only.
1: (laughs) Honestly, you're too generous with the three because I'll rate it like around one. And so for this reason, I really strongly agree on the fact that, you know, schools contribute to nothing for our future other than like forcing us to memorize and know things that we aren't even going to be using in the future. Like, I very much understand that like some things are going to be needed, but literally the rest of them are just information that we're going to forget. I know,
0: right? Like, why do we even need to know how is that applicable, you know? Anything?
4: Yeah,
1: for future math majors, majors, I mean, like, maybe it could be, but let's see someone who wants to be a doctor. Like, absolutely not. So, like, why do schools just... Like, why not schools just teach certain things to certain students who want to pursue, you know, a specific major?
2: That is actually logical it not only takes a whole weight off students' shoulders, but also really make a difference in their mental health. Um, I mean, this is a sensitive topic to talk about, but a lot of students committed suicide because of stress and depression due to the amount of work and expectations. Put yeah, recently
5: them. this kid in Indonesia actually did, um, committed suicide because he was just so stressed from the amount of assignment in school. I, feel, I really feel bad for him.
4: I really hope that he's in a better place right now and the school system could realize how much stress it really gives its students.
1: Yeah, right. My heart aches for him, honestly. And going back to the question, why do you guys think the absence of a good childhood greatly affects one's mental health?
2: So we've actually discussed this a little bit in question one, but let's just elaborate on that for shall we? uh so the reason why people develop negative mental conditions like anxiety or de- possess negative traits like being antisocial let's say being a people pleaser and stuff like that is because of the absence of a good childhood
1: yeah as we mentioned before childhood is actually like affected by our parents right and how our parents really treat um certain children so if those parents neglect, like, their children and don't show enough love or respect to them, then their mental health would be, like, horrible. Yeah,
3: and this is not only dangerous to their mental health, but also their physical health. Like, some teenagers will use self-harm as a coping method, and obviously, um, this is extremely harmful to their buddies. I remember having a friend who um showed up to school wearing a jacket, and he basically covered his arms with the jacket sleeves. Oh, I remember that guy too. When we were playing PE,
4: and because in PE, you're not supposed to uh, be wearing a jacket, the guy had to take off his jacket, and we saw like scars in the back of his arm.
5: Yeah, and when we asked him why he um, had those scars, he just told us it's nothing when in reality, we knew he'd been hurting himself.
2: Hmm. If I ever met that guy, I would definitely give him a big hug. Self-harm isn't something people should ever take for granted, first of all. And the worst thing about self-harm is, it's like alcohol. It's bad, but it's addictive. People usually do it because it's, ironically, it takes the pain away and sort of relieves them from the things going on inside their lives. It's horrible, but then again, this is the reason why the school system has to be changed. And parents really have to show their children as much love as possible because if it if they're not showing it their mental health would degrade so badly and they would resort resort to harming and other um damaging methods to cope
1: that's a really well thought explanation all right so continuing to the third question what year do you think mental health started becoming a concerning issue and why russell
2: so the declining of people's mental health I think it started during the late 1900s. The reason is because, well, it actually became a taboo, and people showing the slightest behavior they thought were strange were sent to psychiatrists.
1: Yeah, I actually read some articles online and found that the parents in the late 1900s were, like, not accepting at all. Like, they didn't believe in um, their mental health. Like, they didn't believe that mental health was a thing. And they just basically wanted their kids to always be in a good mood all the time.
4: Obviously, this is a very toxic mindset that the parents had. I feel like, as a consequence, their children grew up believing that they needed to have a tough exterior at all times. And, um, for example, if the kid told their parents, I'm depressed, the parents wouldn't care
3: and would look at their kids as strange for feeling that way yeah in general parents even until this day regard mental health as something that's um, unimportant or weak
2: the fact that having a good mental health is something people especially parents don't care about these days is really crazy like if we as teens tell them something like mom and dad i'm depressed they literally wouldn't care and blame it on our phones. I know,
1: right? Like, they think it's always our phones making us feel this way. But, like, it's most likely always... Like, sometimes it's them, you know? And they have, like, the nerve to really tell us that we should share more about our lives to them when they
5: blame it on our phones. Exactly. It really defeats the purpose when they tell us we should um, tell them more about how we've been feeling but then judge us afterwards. This is why people, especially us teens, Bottle everything inside, which is toxic for our mental health.
0: And it's not only that I think parents should stop doing. I feel like kids these days have like such a bad mental health because of the invasion of privacy from their parents.
2: That's true. Most of the times, parents will just force their kids to tell them everything, and sometimes even go as far to search their phones without their consent.
1: The worst thing about that is, like, personally, if my mom asked me to give uh, her my phone, I wouldn't want to give it to her. Not because, like, there's something that, you know, I'm hiding, but because, like, I mean, my phone is my phone and I still mm-hmm. have, like, some private things like my chat messages. There, yeah, right? they
3: feel like we're hiding something, but we swear, we, we swear we're not. And whenever they try to, like, ask us to give, their, to give them our phones, we start feeling guilty for no reason. It's like when you visit a supermarket and
4: you leave without nothing. It seems like you're shoplifting, but you really didn't do anything. I feel like it's a human tendency to feel guilty even when you know you commit something bad, but it looks like you did.
2: Yeah, and also I feel like another reason why people's mental health started declining in the late 1900s was because of the change of the ideal body image, especially in women.
1: Oh, I very much agree with that. I don't know what happened, but the standards were drastically changed. And, you know, women's ideal body type was now like thick skinny, while the men, on the other hand, had to, like, had broad shoulders and be slender. All of this
3: definitely affected people, especially teens' mental health, because, you know, as teens, all we crave is attention and exception from the society especially in terms of having the ideal body shape.
2: Yeah, and if those standards aren't reached, then it could, be, it could spiral into something much worse. I've seen teens and even kids as you as like 8 years old developing an eating disorder just because they obsess over how much they weigh. It's a really serious and sensitive topic because people would go so far to binge eat and throw up just because they're so scared of gaining weight That's actually weight.
5: really dangerous because first off you can be really malnourished and second you could have anorexia for those of you who don't know what anorexia is it's basically like a condition where you are severely underweight
1: yeah anorexia is usually know. obtained by people who don't like eat and have mental conditions like bulimia on the other side of the range there's also like a mental condition called Binge eating, where people would usually eat out of shame, anger, or guilt, which could make them, like, mortably obese. And these
3: health conditions don't just affect the physical well-being, but also um, the mental one for people. Because, like, we all know food is an important source of fuel for us, right? Yeah,
2: I agree. It helps with our brain function and gives us energy, which is important for people to have a healthy relationship with food. <laughs> because, let's be honest here, No one likes the feeling of hunger or overfulness. And if you deprive yourself or force yourself to starve or binge eat, then it's going to be so harmful to your body overall.
1: Yeah, it's really crazy how much the obsession for a number in the scale determines your self-worth. Again, I don't know what exactly happened in the late 1900s, but I feel like this was the year where society started having unachievable standards, particularly for people's bodies. From what I've heard,
3: um, there were like, really dangerous diet trends that started during that, that year. Like Some women would put cotton balls in water and then drink them because they think it makes them feel full.
5: It's crazy how far people would go to reach a certain weight.
0: You know what I just realized, too? In the late 1900s, also actually had the most number of serial killers, which is really saying something. For your information, serial killers don't just become um the person they are because they'll like, have any reason to kill in the first place. It's because they were neglected by people. And so this molds them into hating other people because they think people are evil and they want revenge.
2: So yeah, from what I noticed, a lot of serial killers actually came about during the 1900s. If we link it to declining health, then started there, then it makes sense because um, many people that time suffered from mental conditions and this made them let loose of their emotions and they start inflicting pain on like other people.
1: Yeah, serial killers actually kill because they just have like horrible mental health And they get so eat up by their minds that they turn into, like, violent people. From what I heard, some serial killers also suffer from depression. Like, one name from, like, um, if I wasn't mistaken...
3: Oh, yeah, I heard about him, too. Um, He had a horrible childhood, and um, his parents didn't show him care as a child. And growing up as, like, a teen, he was also bullied heavily. He suffered with borderline personality disorder, which is a mental condition. Everything in his... Life started to go uh, downhill, and that's when he started to kill.
1: You know, sometimes I feel bad for serial killers because they're misunderstood.
2: I know, right? Obviously, it's not like we're defending the killers because the victims who they killed should be the ones we were supposed to show remorse for. But then again, if parents and friends of those serial killers could maybe at least show them more love and attention then these things will never happen, if you think about it.
0: If
4: you guys listen to Seer Killer podcast in Spotify, then you'll know what exactly makes a person turn into, like, such a gruesome killer.
5: Yeah, because people become who they are for a reason. Killer on one hand, become killers because, well, they're just so badly damaged and have this craving to, like, hurt other people because they believe that people are the cause of their misery and they want, like, revenge.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Alright, so the fourth question. Humans have like this natural instinct to sense when someone is feeling down. Thus, if a person has a bad headspace, how does it affect the people around her or him, aka society?
2: Okay, so basically in, in Gen Z language, if you might say, there's this thing called a vibe, right? So basically, if a person has, you know, a bad vibe, then people could sense it and maybe other people could also feel down because of that.
1: Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. It's like, for example, in a group of people, when one person is angry, then everyone would feel tension in the area. Yeah, know? and
3: the person doesn't even have to tell anyone that he or she is angry because um, we as humans have that natural instinct to just sense it.
5: Yep, and for example, if a person has a bad headspace, then um, everyone will be affected in such a way that makes them have a bad, a bad mood, as well.
4: It's sort of like the domino effect. When one thing happens, then everything else will
1: follow. Yep, and just like the domino effect, one person's behavior affects the other person. So again, like the state of our health is really powerful because it can impact not only ourselves, but other people as well.
2: Right, right. So there's so much more to our mind than what the surface may seem like because it's similar to what we do affect society than what we think also affects society since again our minds are really powerful and whatever we manifest in it will happen.
1: That's a really quick and simple conclusion but it really does wrap everything out. Okay so for the fourth question could you give us solutions on how we could reduce the issue of mental health? Give about three and now from those that you have provided do you think any of them are ineffective or do you think all of them are helpful?
2: So, of course, there are a lot of solutions out there to help reduce bad mental health, but only some of them are really effective. So, number one, we, would, we could cheapen the price of therapy. Number two, we could increase the access to mental health care. And the third one would be use social media to raise awareness.
1: Those are actually really good global solutions. As you mentioned before, you said to number one, cheapen the price of therapy correct i actually strongly believe in this because therapists right they legit don't do anything else other than like listen to you and diagnose so people seriously don't even need therapy at all because well it's just the same thing as talking to a person like their parents or friends yeah and
3: although therapy sometimes is um vital because some people really just don't feel comfortable enough sharing their life with you know their family members the price for therapy should still really be lessened because it's really something other people, uh, other than therapists, can do.
5: Exactly. And um, at the same time, I just don't think the improvement for people's mental health should come at, at such an expensive cost. Like therapy is really expensive and therapists also do the bare minimum.
1: So for the second one, Russell, you mentioned to increase the access to mental health care. What's that really about?
2: Okay, let's take an example then. Uh, Did you know that hospitals and insurance companies don't give coverage into mental health? Insurance companies look seriously into physical health, but they decline the mental health. And this is a, obviously it's an issue because of an example, right? Like what if I'm 60 years old and physically I'm extremely healthy, but for example, what if I have Alzheimer's?
4: Right. People don't understand that mental health and physical health actually work together. Like, for example, if you're depressed, there's a high chance you could, um, you know, overeat or undereat. So that makes you have an unhealthy physique.
1: Yeah, and I believe that there should really be more mental health care hospitals built. Because, you know, in Indonesia itself, I never saw a mental health care hospital like in my entire life like have you guys even thought about that i bet none of you have actually seen actually
3: you're not wrong at all i just realized that and it's and it's such a shame how you know society really discards the importance of mental health but i actually heard that there are some organizations that want to increase the access to mental health by building more mental care hospitals so we should expect more of those hospitals though
1: yeah, so actually, there are actually plenty like organizations like NAMI, which stands for like National Alliance on Mental Illness, if I was not mistaken, World Health Organization itself, and Treatment Advocacy Center, or like to- TAC for short. Basically, what they've done to fix mental health issues globally is by increasing the access to mental health care by building more mental care hospitals, like we said before. NAMI, for example, is planning to build at least 200 more hospitals in Indonesia in itself by like 2030.
2: Wow, that's wonderful. From what I also heard though, there's also some other mental health institutions that don't really want to implement this rule because they think it's like a waste of time and money. So some examples include the Bring Change to Mind institution, MentalHealth.gov, and Health who prefer
4: to increase the access to mental health care care throughout the internet. Oh, I actually know about these institutions. They've been writing blogs and websites online about mental health to educate more people and reach out to those who have mental illnesses. Speaking about the internet, what about the last solution you said, spreading awareness about mental health in social media?
2: okay so this one is self-explanatory because basically in order to spread awareness in social media we could post pictures and stories and yeah basically like that it's the easiest one but i feel like this one also has the most cons to it hence it's probably the most ineffective yeah
3: because because the thing is uh about social media is if you don't have a large product platform already it's going to be hard i mean i know you could grow your followers but like it's generally difficult to do social
2: media is also not just you know about mental health and stuff like that some of the things in social media media could ironically be harmful to your mental health
1: yeah i have a great example for what you just said so some people think going to instagram for example could like help them feel better because you know they could see a lot of posts about mental health in their feet or something. But what if, like, next to those posts, like, they see a model who's, like, better looking than them and have, like, a better physique, which makes them, like, instantly feel bad afterwards. Yeah, it really defeats the purpose. While
5: social media is the best way there is to, uh, you know, spread awareness, it could also do damage to our mental health. Like, did you know that, mental, that social media is the no- number one reason teens these days are insecure?
1: Yep, because you see a bunch of these people on social media and you start comparing yourself and it's really, you know, it does damage your self-esteem and headspace in general.
2: Exactly. So for the social media part, there are still so many cons leading to it, like not reaching a wide enough audience or defeating the purpose through other unsuitable posts there.
1: Yeah, that basically concludes it. All right, so we got the fifth question, which is in Europe, honest opinion, Russell, do you think mental health is really that important? So some people think mental health is like, the sad or depressed people should stop overreacting and just simply be happy. What is your stand on this?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. When we talk about our mental health, we talk about our state of well-being that, you know, encircles the psychological and social aspects of our lives. So like, if you have a positive mental health, you're able to manage stress, have healthier, healthier relationships, and basically a more productive life.
1: For me, mental health is a, like, a really crucial part of like overall health. But it's often, you know, it has a bad stigma that like surrounds it. So the stigma, as I, we said before, is basically like, oh, you're not actually, let's say, depressed. Stop overreacting and just simply be happy. And because of this stigma, people would like, prevent seeking treatment out of shame and um embarrassments which can like isolate them even more and worsen their conditions
2: yeah and despite its importance everyone still thinks of it as like a joke or something useless when in reality having a good mental health helps improve not only on ourselves but
4: also the community we live in because we could all be more productive and collaborative right people having poor mental health cannot just uh make the stress or depression go away. It's something they're suffering from. So we should at least um, try help them out or bring them to a therapist. And the thing about people who struggle with their mental health is like they have a low self-esteem or um, low self-confidence. And if, they, and if they don't get help immediately, then they will start doing to... Uh, self-harm, or even contemplate suicide.
5: Yeah, and the thing is, our mental health affects how we cope with life. If we have a bad mental health, we're um, more prone to sadness, anxiety, fear, or loss of control. Our relationships and performance will also decline rapidly, and things like um, withdrawal and isolation could happen.
1: Yeah, so overall, our mental health really does matter, and it affects the way we do and think. But then, as mentioned, like, there's, there's, still, there's still, like, this stigma that makes mental health such a taboo to talk about.
2: Yes, when in reality, like, mental health should actually be a priority, and anyone who suffers from bad mental health conditions shouldn't be made fun of. It's literally so dumb and rude to make fun of someone whose mental health is already declining, and it only makes it, like, further Yeah, decline. I don't understand I
3: don't... how the stigma of mental health came about, But seriously damaging many people, especially those who suffer from like illnesses. If that stigma wasn't created in the first place, then like the rates of suicide and other mental diseases could greatly be reduced. Yeah, because contrary to popular belief, like mental illness
4: aren't actually genetics. Well, some of them are, but not all.
5: Yeah, people usually have them because like we said before, they lack that support and love from their families or friends the possibility of them being bullied in their later years are also really significant.
2: Okay, so the most we can do right now is to at least spread awareness, right? And educate people like our friends more about mental health and how to overcome it. Because from what we have just said and know, mental health takes a huge toll on how we function every day. And without a good headspace, there's a high chance of the person losing touch in reality and succumbing into negative emotions.
0: Alright, so that concludes our podcast about mental health. Before we have to sadly end, is there anything any of you would like to add?
5: Yep, I have a message to the people who are currently struggling with their mental health. Keep your head up and make sure to engage in self-care activities. Things are going to get better, we promise.
3: Yep, go for a walk, do things you enjoy, like listening to music, consult to someone if you need to, and be kind to yourself always. It may not be all sunshine and all smiles, but remember that feeling different emotions are totally normal. Yes, and once you start self-care instead of using
4: self-harm to cope with your mental health, you'll soon realize how much you've grown and how much your life will start to get better.
2: Because at the end of the day, self-growth and the improvement of yourself is not linear. It's a process and you're one step ahead.
1: That's all we have for today. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, have a great day ahead. And remember that you are so much more precious to this world than you'll ever know. Exactly. So please yes. don't go before your time comes because you matter a lot to every single one of us. Yes. Take care.